Hey everybody, just before the episode starts, we have two announcements about some other things that we're involved in that we thought you might want to check out. About a month ago, so we're very late announcing oh boy. this, we were on an episode of Drunkard's Walk, which is a podcast about like Wikipedia hot link jumping. I don't know how to describe it. It's so much fun. It's yeah, getting... I would call it Wikipedia races. Except we whatever. do it very leisurely. There's oh, no race. Well. <laughs> Wait, that's what it was? Oh, God, I played wrong. It's a fantastic show. We really love it, and we were so happy to be on it. We joined the hosts to jump on and go from one Wikipedia article to a completely different Wikipedia article. I believe in our episode, we went from Jackie Orms to Free Cell and just trying to find a connection between these two topics. In as few pages as possible. In as few pages as possible. It's so much fun, so go and check it out. There will be a link in the show notes, otherwise just Google Drunkard's Walk podcast. And Danny, what else is going on? Yeah, the other thing that I am involved in, some of you who are up in the trivia world might have already seen a couple of ads popping up for this, but some very cool people have put together something called Trivia Advent Tour, which is... Oh, I get it. Yeah, it's a December trivia <laughs> advent calendar. So, like, over, I think it's 24 days, there are 48 quizzes released. So two quizzes a day that are, like, yeah, just released day by day for you to do or give as a gift to someone else who likes trivia. And I, I am one of the trivia writers involved in this. So some of those questions are mine. And I'm being ambitious. It's not a topic that... It, it, I, I made it one of those topics that... I chose because I need to learn more about it. So it was like an excuse topic that I chose. <laughs> so hopefully I do all right at it. But, oh my God, some of the people writing trivia for those are very clever people. And I'm sure they're going to do something weird and wild. And you'll get normal trivia stuff and you'll get weird stuff. And 50% of the proceeds towards it are all going to charities. It's very nice. It should be lots of fun. And uh, you should take a look at that. I'm sure we'll put a link in the description. Yeah, there's Billy, a link Billy. there as well. Don't you worry about it. There's both links. <laughs> uh, but you can sign up on Kofi uh, or is it Coffee? I think K it's Coffee. It makes sense that it's Coffee, but I've never said it out loud. ko-fi.com slash trivia advent. And yeah, that starts right on 1st of December. So get in it now while you can. All right. Go listen to the episode now. Bye. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is, well, I think we worked out it was episode nine of this season. Fingers crossed we got I that right. I hope that's the right number. Uh, this is, we're back to another Danny room. Danny, you wrote this room. I did. It is standalone. It's, we're, yep. we're finished with all of our little mini arts Throwing them and away. things it's like solos that. solos from here on out for all the year. All standalone rooms for mm -hmm. the rest of the year. Wonderful. Granted, that's like two rooms for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, it's not too much. We are in November. It's not momentous. Uh, it's much later in the year than it feels like it should be. <laughs> Uh, every episode, we have guests come on and play through an escape room that Danny has created, but it only exists in our mind's eye and our heart's ears. And this episode, uh, we have two guests, two new guests, both from Post Curious. We have Rita Orlov. Hello. And Lauren Bello. Hello. I say both both from Post Curious. Could you give a, a, like a description to people at home as to... What it is you're doing. I know you have a, a, a new project out together at the moment. Do you want to give some details for the people listening at home? What is post the post-curious story? <laughs> uh, post-curious is mostly me, Rita, and it's a tabletop narrative puzzle game publishing company. And this will be my second project working with Lauren. Previously, she was a writer on my project Threads of Fate, and this new project that Postcurious is publishing is actually entirely designed by Lauren. It's called The Morrison Game Factory, and it's my first foray into producing a game that I did not design myself. How easy is it to let go of control? <laughs> wait, hold on, wait. Know. Lauren, <laughs> how much control has Rita let go of? <laughs> I was I wasn't sure which one of us that question was for. I mean, I feel like it's been very collaborative, and we've kind of come to consensus pretty quickly. And um, it's been nice to have like those sanity checks and to get that input when I wasn't really fully committed to my opinions or ideas. <laughs> we've played a few of um, of readers' games. It was Adrift that we played, as well as Emerald Flame, and we had a huge amount of fun with both of them. For people at home, they're like. 
at-home puzzle games. They're not like an at-home escape room. They're, they're kind of a little, from our experience, more puzzle-focused. And I like to describe them as they're a really good transition if you if you like puzzles and escape rooms, but you feel like something like a puzzle hunt is way beyond you. They're a really good level of game that is that is really intricate and really interesting. They're typically more challenging than your standard escape room in a box. They are not meant to be done within an hour and they leave you feeling incredibly smart afterwards. So where if people are listening to this, is there somewhere they can go to like check out Morrison Game Factory to maybe pre-order or do anything like that? I would say that by the time this comes out, you should probably be able to pre-order. If you go to postcurious.com, you will definitely be able to click on something that says pre-order the Morrison Game Factory. <laughs> Wonderful. Is there is there like a good teaser for what it is? I mean, it sounds like the name itself is a good enough teaser. It sounds like a game factory. It's uh, a box that's been discovered in an abandoned board game factory. It's kind of retro. It's kind of vintage. The tone of it is sweet, a little bit sad, oh. but ultimately uh, hopefully charming. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, we're definitely going to get a copy, so definitely go and check it out. The Post Curious games are all lovely, and this one, I'm sure, will be another fantastic puzzle experience. Well, enough about that. Let's talk about our show. This is a show that is a, an escape room podcast, so we always have the same questions for our guests when they come on. Why don't we start with you, Lauren? What is your escape room experience? I've done about... 140-ish live Ooh. escape rooms. That's I've so mostly... specific to be not sure. <laughs> I haven't updated my, my Morty in a while. Um, but uh, And then I have done a lot of tabletop escapes or remote escapes. Oh, lovely. I've done about, I've got about like a gigantic series of stacks around the apartment that adds up to about 400 tabletop Whoa. escapes. Wow, yeah, that's 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 a good amount. I don't don't even know if I was sure there were four hundred tabletop escapes out there. Uh, and and then uh, Rita, what about you? What's your escape room experience? Ever done one? So I know the exact answer to this because I just submitted my Turbica votes. Oh uh, yeah, I have done three hundred and ninety-three. <laughs> that's a lot of rooms. Yeah, but you have to get seven in really quickly, or it's just going to annoy you. Yeah, <laughs> you have you planned out the next seven rooms to work your way up to four hundred? Not quite yet. Of the 393 rooms you've done, what would you say is your 20th favourite? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw one that randomly comes to mind. Inve <laughs> Inventor's Attic at uh, Escape My Room. There you go. Didn't make the top 19. Hmm? Still really good, though. <laughs> Still pretty good. Uh, fantastic. Well, look, obviously you're two sort of escape room veterans. That always intimidates me because I very rarely pay attention to how easy or difficult I am making the rooms that I write. So That's true. We'll, we'll see. You'll have lots of fun. But the other element of this show is it's escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role-playing style. Going reverse order this time, Rita, what is your tabletop role-playing experience? I have played a few one-off TTRPGs. Nice. Never is haven't is, been sucked into a long-form one. Yeah, never thought I no, would spend the next fourteen years trying to do one campaign. We never quite get finished because everyone's always really busy. Yeah, that's why we've done one-offs because everybody's <laughs> really busy. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Uh, and then Lauren, what about you? Do you have any uh, tabletop role-playing experience? I have some very light Dungeons and Dragons experience, meaning we did have the experience of a campaign that lasted for years. Mm. Um, but I say light just because every time we met, I'd completely forgotten the rules and so had everyone else. And so it was just <laughs> oh, <yeah. pure> chaos. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty classic. That sounds like <laughs> I think with that all said, I think we're ready to get going. I think so too. So are you ready to merge into one being? Yes. Yes. Excellent. You look down at the address on your phone again. Yeah, you're at the right address. Uh, right time, right day. Christina was very clear in her instructions and has never let you down before. It is why you're marrying her next week. And why you're so confused about what you're looking at right now. Because it looks like instead of sending you to the nice boutique Jenison's to pick up her altered wedding dress, she sent you to a deserted Jenison's with its lights off, no staff in sight, 
and its front door flapping open in the morning breeze. You take a few steps closer, peek your head in, and frown. Wait, we're marrying her, but she's making us pick us her wedding dress? She's got a really important work meeting. Uh, okay, it's the, it's sorry the last... to interrupt. It's no, just, no, I felt that was that's totally to fair. This is backstory that I pride myself on knowing. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Christina has uh, the one last big work presentation before they go before she goes on leave. So uh, this is just the one thing that needed to be done. All right, so you peek your head in, you frown. The door is not only open; it's also a bit damaged. The inside is mostly intact from what you can see, and feel free to start drawing if you like. There's a spotless counter to your left, a closed change room in the far left corner, and a nice glass accessories cabinet off in the far right corner. None of those things look like they've been tampered with, battered, broken, nothing at all. In fact, nor do the racks of dresses that line the left and right walls. There are some mannequins in front of the windows, and they're all naked, but they seem unharmed enough. It's quite early in the morning, so you suspect that they just haven't been dressed up yet. Directly ahead of you at the opposite end of the shop is a tall mirror with a little podium in front of it. And... Okay, here's where you can see something has actually happened. The mirror is covered in furious graffiti. From what you quickly skim of it, seems to be an unconventional form of resignation notice. Ah, uh, so disgruntled employees. Okay, you've you've seen this before. So, wow, when Christina was here, mere weeks ago, this was a normal happy dress shop. Not so anymore. But you still have to pick up her dress. You look around. It's got to be one of these ones, right? If only you hadn't decided to go all traditional on this part of the wedding and keep the details of the dress a secret. So you have no idea what you're looking for. But thinking quickly, you look at the shop window. It's got the name of the shop written on it and also a contact phone number, which you notice is a mobile number. So you grab it, you stab that into your phone, and you hear it ring. And eventually someone picks up. Hello? Oh, what? I'm still on holiday. <laughs> you uncertainly, you ask, are you the owner of Jenison's? Because uh, I might have some bad news. So you explain to this person. She quickly tells you that her name is Adrienne Yang. You explain what you found, and she groans. Uh, another one. I am hemorrhaging shop assistants lately. I don't know what it is. Who was it now? Ellie? Christoph? Uh, whatever. Look, I'll call the police. Um, but, you know, if I do that, they'll probably close the place up, and I'm not back for another two weeks. So if you're picking up a dress, you should probably, uh, pop in and grab it now. Don't worry, you have my full permission. But, but, I don't even... No, uh, just figure it out, it's not that hard. Right, I'm hanging up now, I'll call the police, and then I'm throwing this phone into the ocean. I have earned this holiday. And sure enough, she hangs up. You feel... Somewhat lost. Christina's dress is in here. Somewhere. You don't know where. You don't know what it looks like. It could be any of the ones right in front of you. And you can't bother Christina about it because that big presentation would have started like five minutes ago and it lasts for an hour. So you are on your own. All right. You turn the lights on and you start looking around. Uh, do we want to check out the counter first? Yeah. There's no cash register. It seemed unlikely that in a fancy place like this, people would use cash that often. So it doesn't seem like there's anything that the disgruntled employee would have stolen. All you really notice around here are stacks of documents. There's lots of records. There's staff names and pictures. There's a calendar. There are sales and alteration notes. All seems pretty normal. And quite frankly, based on that conversation you just had with Adrienne, you're, you expected her to be lighter on the bookkeeping. Can we check the ledger to see if Christina is in there? So taking a look at the like sales and alteration stuff? Yes. It's a list. It has a very peculiar organization structure. It's not arranged by date, nor person, nor alphabet. Uh, the thing that it seems to be arranged by is dress style. 
So you need to have certain features of a dress that you are looking for in order to find an entry. And this thing is pages long. It's bizarre. You have no idea how they managed to do this. But it seems like unless you are looking for a particular dress, it's going to be very difficult to find anything. Is there anything else you want to look on the counter? Is there anything else on the counter? I know you said there was a calendar. I guess we can look at the calendar. Yeah, some calendar and some stuff. Details, uh, those sorts of things. So yeah, feel free. This calendar, as far as you can tell, looks fairly normal. It's got the days of the month crossed out as they come. Some days have notes on them for special occasions. You know, calendar stuff. You will see an image of that. And uh, today's date is uh, today's date for us. So for us, this calendar is accurate. For you, (laughs) it will be moderately future. Yes, for people at home, you can see a link to this calendar yourself in the show notes below. And for all of you, it will be distinctly the past. It will definitely be the past for you. Uh, But Lauren will describe for you, listeners at home, what this calendar looks like. It is a calendar that has all the dates crossed up to off up until November 16th. Um, On Saturday, November 4th, dry cleaning. November 7th, office sweepstakes, bets in by two. It's because uh, Tuesday the 7th was uh, Melbourne Cup Day in Australia. Oh. November 8th, AJ's birthday. And underneath it says away, AJ, and that's crossed out. 10th and 11th says away, Adrienne. The entire week of the 12th to the 18th is dry cleaning. And then Rory is away the week after that. And the week after that is staff party. I think the dry cleaning is just on Saturday. I so think what it's are these just arrows then. I think it's just Adrian is away for this whole time. I that makes way more sense. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the away AJ being crossed out, but that's the only thing that like really stands out to me in this calendar. Same. Um, could we look at the mannequins? There are six naked mannequins standing in front of the shop windows. They're all bent and posed in various positions. Some of them look normal, but some are a little bit off. Like, okay, the one on the far right, it's upright and it's touching both its shoulders. It looks kind of dainty, a little bit feminine. You'd expect that. But then, for instance, the one on the far left is hunched over a little awkwardly and has both its hands reaching down to touch one of its thighs. It's not all that elegant. Quick run through of the rest of them. So that was the far left. The next one over from that. Yikes, it's just got both its hands covering up its naked, non-existent genital area. (laughs) Definitely not normal window mannequining. The third one from the left is covering its ears. The fourth is also touching its shoulders, just like the far right one. And the fifth is patting the top of its own head. Okay. And you said there was some uh, something about staff in the counter as well? Yeah, there were some uh, staff, like just lists of who the staff were with some photos included. So you can rush back, take a look at that. Can we look at AJ's photo? I'm wondering if AJ was denied the day off on their birthday and that's what triggered the graffiti, etc. There's quite a stack of photos here. You can't imagine that all of these stuff are current. It must just be everyone from some time or another. They do have names. You don't specifically see someone that says AJ. You see Andrea Jackson. Maybe that's it. And you take a look. All of these photos have their names attached. You don't really know what you're looking for beyond that. There's a lot of detail going on in every single one of these pictures because they're not your regular boring staff ID shots. They went a little bit more fashion magazine-y, you know, where you put on a quirky outfit and then drape yourself in accessories. You try to do a little bit of everything. So everyone's got a trendy outfit, very vivid makeup. They've got as many accessories as their wrists and necks can handle and really weird hairstyles. You see some half shaves, some big spiky mohawks, pigtails upon pigtails. You got a bit of everything. And it's hard to tell what the important bits could be. Do any of their poses match the mannequin poses? Annoyingly, no. Okay. They, they look a lot more human. They're all just touching their groins. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> Can we look at the glass accessories cabinet? The accessories cabinet is locked with a six-letter combination lock. However, the doors are glass, so you can actually just see most of the contents in there quite well. 
There's a variety. It looks like it's got mostly anything that a typical bride might wear, apart from the dress it's in here, everything from headwear to footwear. So six letters, and there are six mannequins. Those could correspond. For people at home, Lauren is touching, <laughs> touching her ear and touching her shoulders. Feel free to stand up and act things <laughs> out fully like Billy did I'm during the play test. things out, yep. patting the top of my head. They all kind of involve the same arm position, though, for the most part, like touching your shoulders, touching your ears, and touching your head. There's not a whole huge amount of difference in the shape your arm makes, so it's not that, not I sure. don't think. <laughs> uh, let's look at the changing room. There's only one change room. You suppose a place like this, it's a small, fancy boutique. It probably prides itself on focusing on one customer at a time. The door handle has a tiny smudge of red on it that doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. And it also has a four-digit combination lock, which in your opinion is probably taking security a little bit too far. Maybe they should have put some of that work on the front door instead, but whatever. You don't know how this place works. So it's locked. It is locked. Can we examine the red smudge? It comes off quite like relatively easily when you touch it. Uh, it doesn't seem to be blood. You're thankful for that, but a little uncertain. There wasn't very much of it, and it was quite faint. Does it match the color of the graffiti? You know what? You go over and you take a look at the mirror, and a little bit. It's an it, it like it's clearly red. It's maybe one of the more interesting shades of red if you're really up on your different red shades. Uh, but yeah, the writing on the mirror has two sections. It's got a little bit of black marker at the bottom, but most of it is written in red, and there is so much of it on here. You can tell with a little bit more clarity it was done in lipstick. So we can show you a picture of this mirror. Uh, for people at home, you can see this uh, mirror in the show notes below, but Rita will tell you exactly what it looks like and what's written on it. Okay, so in red lipstick, we it says, right, I'm out. I almost left in solidarity after the birthday incident. She still hasn't stopped crying, by the way. But now I'm done. My time is valuable. I'm the most organized. Plus, I'm the best with clients. But you don't care. Well, you won't get another chance to insult my clothes, my voice, or my hair ever again. Goodbye forever. And then in black Sharpie underneath it says, stop promoting unfair beauty standards. Nobody comes in on a holiday willingly. Learn to occasionally take advice from staff. Happiness is not found within your wallet. Just some good general business rules, really. <laughs> I noticed that my time and plus are all caps. My time plus hair. Yes, my time plus hair. Okay. So I'm guessing... Someone leaving in solidarity after the birthday incident, I'm assuming AJ probably hasn't stopped crying if yeah. she didn't get off for her birthday. So whoever this person was, was left in solidarity with her. Can we look at the podium? The podium, it's barely higher than a normal footstool, but it is broad enough that any bride-to-be could stand on it comfortably, even if they've got a super floofy dress. It's got some weird embossed detail on the top. So uh, drawn into it, it's got an image of a wedding dress. But the image also has some circular holes sort of carved into it. So these are deep circular grooves all over the image. And off to the side, you also see two little rotating letter dials built into the podium, like they're pieces from a combination lock. As you crouch down to get a better look at all this, that's when you realize there's also something else going on here. This podium has drawers built into the sides, quite a few of them all around. A single one is slightly popped open. You pull it open, no dress, but you do find the blunt stump of what was once a lipstick. It's completely worn down to the base, but even so, you can see that the color was quite striking. Quite an unusual reddish shade. The murder weapon. <laughs> and there is an image of this podium. Yes, you can see the podium as well. Um, I don't think we need either of you to describe it because I think Danny did a fairly good job of the description. Yes, well, but when, when you take a look at it, is there, if is anything, there anything else you, out to you Yeah, feel free to note it. Mm. See, I was going to suggest that the circular gouges might correspond to the places being touched by the mannequins, but I don't think so because there is no top of head. Uh, or ears. Yeah, it was, it was not that much that genital. Well. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
do the circular holes, is something visible on the other side or are they more like gouges that are just deeper than the rest? That is, yes, exactly mm. that. Indentations. Deep indentation. Okay. And uh, can we look at the other drawers? The other drawers are all closed and locked and no amount of fingernails get them open. <laughs> I wouldn't use my fingernails to try and claw open a locked drawer. No? No. Okay. Weird. <laughs> Um, and are they locked with visible, like, keyholes? No, it looks like they would just pop open and you do a bit of experimenting with the one that's currently open and, yeah, you can just sort of push it and it won't lock. It seems like it is just in its open form right now, but you can sort of push it closed. Just out of curiosity, can we try setting the letter dials to AJ? You rotate the little dials until they say AJ. You hear a small click, but that is the drawer that was unlocked now locking itself. And none of the other ones have opened up. Can we, uh, can we, oh, it already says A-Y on it. Before it said A-Y. Yes. Uh And if you put it back to A-Y, that drawer pops open again. The same one? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm wondering if we can maybe try some other employees' initials in here. You give it a try, like you've got a stack of papers, you just arbitrarily pick some of them. But nothing else seems to make a new drawer open. But you do notice when you go away from AY, this one drawer does lock back up. Can we put our finger in the indentations and see if anything happens or how they feel? They are very, it's like they are actual ring indentations rather than circles. So Oh, I see rings. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So they are not finger stick So we need to actually find rings to put in them. Are there rings in the accessories cabinet? You take a peek and you look for some circles. So those holes on the podium, they're perfect circles. They're about the size of the palm of your hand. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Hang on. Right back there behind the earrings, you can see a pile of silver bangles. They look like they might work. Okay. In the employee records, Mm -hmm. is it possible to see at all who has the best sales record? Oof. That uh, is going to be very difficult based on the way these documents are arranged. Is there anyone named Rory in the um, list of employees? Yeah, you do find a picture of a Rory as well. Uh, Just Rory Anderson. You take a look. Again, there's a lot going on in the photo. You can't really tell what may or may not be important. What does their hair look like? Uh, they are one of the mohawks, but a smaller one. So, you know, just uh, three little spikes. Could we try RA as the initials? Oh, yeah. Uh, on the podium? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still exactly the same effect. Nothing else okay. changes. Can we examine the dresses? Absolutely. The ones on the racks. There are loads of dresses here. Just loads of them. And obviously you can tell the differences between them. You're not expert enough to know what's going to be really significant or out of place. Have either of you been wedding dress shopping, by the way? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot. I've forgotten most of the words. <laughs> so yeah, they, they look like nice dresses. You narrow your focus to a small subsection of them. You take a few of them off the rack and lay them down on the floor just to see if you can get a sense of anything. So we've got an image of a sample of dresses for you. Uh, yes, and for people at home, you can see this. Lauren will describe... Well, maybe you can split up the description of these dresses between the two of you. Okay. What I'm seeing is... Are these little... Are these straps? What you, what you would call the little almost... Looks like a, the cartoon end of a bone. Yeah, I said they look like they had little skeletons uh, inside. They're clips holding clips, the dress okay. on the hanger. Okay. Um, okay, so there are eight dresses on eight hangers, and each hanger is a different color. Red, blue, red, yellow, orange, yellow, blue, red. And I'm not sure if this is relevant or not, but the hanger is pointed in different directions for each one. So some of them are pointed to the left. It's like left, left, right, left, right, left, left, right. And then the dress styles are... (laughs) (laughs) The first one is like a... It's a shorter, poofier dress. It's like a cocktail. Yeah, a bit cocktail, yeah. Yeah. The second one's like a mermaid dress. Yes, thank you. 
That uh, is what it's the style is called, not just the fact that it looks exactly like a mermaid. It does yes. look exactly like a mermaid. <laughs> uh, the third dress is a green off the shoulder, or not, is it off the shoulder, or is it just like one sleeved dress? Probably doesn't matter, especially, but I called it one sleeved in my head. Okay. And then the next one, I don't know how to describe it. It just looks very <laughs> fluffy. <laughs> I think Billy described it as sheep costume. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take the others? So the the second row, I guess, I don't know, that's kind of an empire-waisted dress with two straps, and it's also kind of, it's not quite green. It's like kind of turquoise. Uh, the next one is a long tube dress. It's a march It's a towel. <laughs> it's, it's a don't towel? Know how, don't know how that got in there. No, it's a dress. No, it's a dress. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we've got another mermaid style dress, which also happens to be on a blue hanger facing left, which is the same as the other mermaid dress. And then we've got a pink uh, sort of short dress with, with two straps. So I noticed that all the cocktail length dresses are on red hangers and we've got the mermaid style ones on blue hangers mm. i'm not sure what the cut of the yellow ones are but to me they look very similar in that they're both boxy mm. i guess a shift cut maybe. rectangle cut <laughs> yeah rectangle and then the orange one which doesn't really resemble any of the others is also the only orange one mm-hmm. and i guess strapless is facing or no never mind you're trying to figure out if there's an importance to the the hook facing yeah well Mm. i kind of i want to believe that if it didn't matter they would all be facing the same way (laughs) that's very fair (laughs) but also what i find interesting is that some of these don't have the clips how are they being held on the hanger well that's why i said that you put them on the ground so they're not just magically hovering (laughs) okay but also, it's really hard to draw a dress that has been sort of folded over the hanger as opposed to clipped to it. Mm. Like, can you picture drawing that? It's really difficult. I'm going to draw it right now. I'm not going to do well. I'm going to try. It's drawing of empathy, not of victory. Can we look at the door that we came in through? Absolutely, and as well you should. The door, clearly, besides the mirror writing, the door was what took the brunt of whoever this employee is. It it took their rage. It's dented. It's scraped. There's a little glass window on it, uh, and it is half missing. Someone smashed it. Though, interestingly, you don't see any glass shatterings on the ground. What do you call those? Slivers. You don't see any slivers on the ground. On the piece of glass that is remaining, however, you do see some writing. Some type, some in black marker. Billy, Billy. I uh, just to address that was hanging over yeah, a, a hanger. That's also a towel. It is also a towel. <laughs> I did draw the towel dress. Uh, sorry, what am I trying to do? Door, I'm getting the door, door picture. picture. Uh, for people at home, you can see this door in the show in the show notes. But Rita will give you a full door accounting. There's a lot of door. Uh, well, the sign is broken. So instead of opening hours, it says opening hope. <laughs> That's the person who opens. <laughs> and uh, got Monday 10, Tuesday 11, Wednesday 8, and Thursday just says 1, but it could easily be 10 or 11 or 12. <laughs> 13, depending on where they live. So today is Thursday. I don't know mm-hmm. if idea if that's relevant yeah you know you came relatively early you weren't 100 percent sure what time it opened but turned out it didn't matter the door was open for you anyway but it wasn't going to open until at least 10 where did the glass go can we look at the windows i know we had seen the contact phone number there is there anything else on the windows no the windows themselves nothing else exciting about them the mannequins are just really distracting they're pretty much all you can look at there <laughs> So the next thing has to be something with the mannequins. Yeah, I think. think, I believe that you have looked at everything. And so now it's just figuring out the couple of things to crack open and then snowballing through the room will happen. Well, we've also, we also have my time plus hair. Yeah. We've got a six digit combo, a four digit combo, and then the dials. Six letter letter combo. Oh, six letter. Yeah. Well, that changes everything. 
there was that person with the mohawk and three spikes. So maybe that's the hair, mm. like the number of spikes in the mohawk. Or it could doesn't necessarily have to be AJ's. I think that was, that was Andrea Rory. Jackson's hair or Rory's hair. So it might not be Rory's hair. It could be someone else's. Yeah, you do. You did notice that pretty much all of the pictures had interesting hair, annoyingly countable hair, and <laughs> all sorts of other things going on. Are there time sheets? Not that you can see. Could my time refer to the day that she was supposed to take off? Maybe. What's weird is that there's going to be a there's a four number lock. Mm-hmm. How do you get? Is it going to be like a four digit time, and then you add a certain number of spikes to the minutes? Well, it could also be a date because we yeah. have November. Like, could be eleven nineteen plus three. Right. How dare you? It would clearly be nineteen eleven. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was. Th- I was thinking that. Yeah. Well, can we try nineteen fourteen on the lock? It does not work, I'm afraid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was worth a shot. When we looked at the um, mannequins from left to right, was that from standing outside the window left to right, or from standing inside the store from left to right? Uh, the mannequins haven't even properly been turned around to face the, the uh, outside correctly. So you were looking at it from inside the shop, but the way they're arranged right now, that looked like the appropriate way. Okay. And just to make sure I have this down correctly, thighs, genitals, ears, shoulders, top of head, shoulders. Are they facing, is there any more detail that you can give us about the mannequins? Are they facing left, right, all of them facing forward? They're all uh, like roughly facing the same direction. You don't think there is anything more to it except for the body parts that they're grabbing. Okay. What are you thinking? Well, I you would think that six mannequin positions, six letter lock, that's how you get the bangles, that's what you take to the podium. Are oh, can we look at the accessories? Are there accessories for like earrings? Are there tiaras or veils do we need to count those maybe or something Mm. like that you take a look in there for certain things and right away yeah right next to those bangles there is a bunch of earrings and you do also see uh just a couple of tiaras so yes it seems like if you are matching body parts to accessories you can find them um is there underwear there is underwear special bridal underwear (laughs) What would shoulders be? Like some sort of a cape, maybe? You take a look. There are some things that just look like uh, some nice, delicate shawls. Okay, shawls. That's not a word where accents get in the way, right? I feel like we we say that A very differently. (laughs) And and for the thighs, is there like garters or something? There are a couple of garters. Okay. Guests? Ooh, what have you done there? Mm. I just took the first letter of all of those items put them in the mannequin order can we try guests guests in the combo you spin the dials to the letters g-u-e-s-t-s and the lock to the accessory cabinet clicks open you pull at the glass doors all the accessories are now free to you of course you give the back of the cabinet a good once over just in case there's anything hidden back there but no it seems to be just the accessories can we take the bangles and put them in the podium they are a perfect fit you put there were six holes right so you put six of them in those holes uh doesn't seem to do anything they fit very nicely and they they stick out just a little bit so they are just pull outable if need be as well it's not like they're stuck in there forever but yeah nothing changes about the podium is there anything that distinguishes the bangles from one another no they all seem like they're the same style i wonder if maybe we don't put one in every hole though yeah what about the, let's see, they're the clips? Oh, mm. yeah. They, yeah, maybe it has to do with the dresses on the rack. Because the place where the clips are is also, like, on the straps. Which does make sense. It would be weird to put them somewhere else. <laughs> well, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's like we have the straps, the neckline, the waist, and then the bottom cut. Yeah. I'm not sure. I because 
having different straps makes sense because some of these are one sleeved, but then there's no way to indicate the length of the dress. And it's weird that there's a bottom left corner and bottom right corner circle. Yeah. yeah and there's no asymmetric hems. Mm -hmm. Although the hanger pointing in different directions could perhaps tell you which one to choose. Mm. But yeah, sort of feels like if there is a relationship at this stage, tenuous. <laughs> but if uh, we had to choose one dress out of these and somehow use the bangles to assign its elements. Were people wearing any wedding dresses in those photos, employee photos? No, they were all just nice. Okay. Yeah, just nice. I wouldn't call them staffy clothes, but just nice clothes. It is interesting, though, that at this point, you still have no idea which employee has done this. Yeah. Well, we know it wasn't AJ because the person who left this note was in support of AJ. It seems like Rory might be a likely culprit if they had an upcoming vacation that was then denied, but it's not crossed out on the calendar. I mean, is there yeah. any, was there any trace of the office sweepstakes? Did someone like win the sweepstakes and, uh, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> I won $72 in the office Melbourne cup sweepstakes. And Adrienne stole it all. That's the last straw. <laughs> That's it. No, no, nothing about that. That would just be a thing that would be likely on an Australian work calendar. Can we look back at the counter again? I know we've looked through the calendar, the uh, ledger of sales, and the employee files. Is mm. there anything else that we haven't no, looked through? No, that's definitely the, the the big three. Let's see. We know that their clothes and voice and hair were insulted, but it doesn't sound like we can figure out much from that. They had to come in on a holiday, most likely. Maybe they had given some advice that was ignored. What else do we know? We know that they apparently cleaned up the glass after themselves. <laughs> yeah, true. It's interesting because there was a smashing of a window, but I don't know, like, wouldn't they have had the key? Would they have had to smash the window to get in? Maybe they would have. But I, then, like, unlikely they would have had to. Yeah, so the smashing of the window seems suspicious. And then we know that they used their lipstick to write most of that note and then for some reason put the lipstick back in a neatly in a drawer and then also smeared it on the doorknob, but the doorknob's locked. It wasn't particularly neatly. It just thrown in that drawer and you did okay. find it and it was completely worn down to a stub. They just ran out. Could we match the lipstick to the employee and play photos? You take a look. As you noted, it's not, it is just red lipstick, but also different shades of red can be identifiable in different ways. It's a bit of a long shot. But if this person had apparently been carrying around this lipstick, maybe it's a regular. So you take a look, you spread out the staff photos, and amongst all of them, there are two people whose lips match that shade that you can see on the mirror right now. One of them is called Hannah Landry. And the other one is old favorite Andrea Jackson. So it must be Hannah Landry. Can we try HL? You put HL into the podium letters. Still nothing happens. <clears throat> There's just some combination of letters and rings that mm -hmm. isn't working yet. Can we examine those photos of Hannah Landry more closely? Absolutely. Is there anything that you like to look at? Because again, lots of detail going on. Her hair? She has two ridiculously long pigtails. Um, is there any information about her shift? Not exactly. But you do sort of look around and... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait. You catch a glimpse amongst many, many bracelets on her wrists. You see a flash of watch face. <laughs> you make it sound what? so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> And that watch is pointing at quarter to 12. Can we try 11.47 on the four-digit lock? On the change room, 11.47. That opens it. The lock clicks open. You can get into the change room. You push the door open, really excited. The, jo the door sort of jingles as you push it. And 
You're a little disappointed. There's nothing in here. The floor is completely bare. Well, what even... Hold on. That jangling. You look at the back of the door, and there are some coat hangers. No dresses, just coat hangers on the back of this door. And these coat hangers have post-it notes stuck to the tops of them, each one with a name written on it. And one of them says Christina. <gasps> For people who may have forgotten, Christina is your fiancé's name. <laughs> How dare you? It's been a long time. There is so much characterization going on here. No one has forgotten Christina. Uh-huh. So it's facing a... blue. Yes, for people at home, you can see this, but uh, Rita, you've already started with the description. It is a left-facing blue coat hanger. With two clips. Two clips. So I suppose we're looking for a mermaid tail with two straps. Style of yeah. dress. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. So mermaid tail because it was blue. Yes. And straps because it had two clips. Yes. Did we ever figure out what the left or right was for? Mm. I was going to say could left be length, but no, that doesn't make sense. Oh, is it color? Right facing is a color, left facing is white. Mm. So it would be a white um, mermaid dress with two straps. All right. So what do you want to do with this information? <laughs> Can we look it up in the ledger? In the sales ledger? You go back to that list of sales and you look for a white, two-sleeved, mermaid tail dress. That feels like it shouldn't be that uncommon. And yet somehow it jumps out at you on the list now that you know that this is how you search for things. It doesn't take you very long at all. There is just one entry that matches this. You also see a date in that entry that you know matches one of the days Christina came in. Fantastic. You also see one of the other things listed here is the staff member who supervised the purchase it was indeed hannah landry and finally you see that there was a request put in for alterations to the right shoulder and both the left and right sides of the hem most of the dresses listed here have lots of alterations requested though uh actually now that you're looking for it you notice that any with adrienne's name as the staff member uh, don't have any alterations needed whatsoever because apparently she gives herself the easy jobs can we put the bangles only on the right shoulder and both sides of the hem and put in uh, HL? You make sure that the podium is set to HL. You put the bracelets in just those three holes and pull them out of the others. And you hear a click. A huh. different drawer has now popped open. You pull it the rest of the way. Still no dress. This is getting <laughs> annoying. But there is something rattling around in here. A long Jagged piece of glass. What? <laughs> Just what I wanted. <laughs> Can we interpose it on the um, window? Let's find you out. You might have We've to do it look. yourself. People at home, you can see this glass shard in the show notes. Uh, Lauren, would you like to describe this glass shard? It perfectly corresponds to the... Um, piece that was missing from the window mm -hmm. so it has the missing urs from hours and then it completes the closing hours of each day six nine two and six and it also completes the um i believe it was thursday we had a one but we couldn't tell if there was a second digit there is a second digit it's another one that means that um day one is 10 to 6 day two is 11 to 9 Day three is, is it eight to two? And then day four is 11 to six. So if we take the number of hours that it's open each day, it's going to be six, ten, six, seven. But we don't really have, don't any, have any anything else to, to, open, in, right? to input. Yeah, right that's now. the curious part. Is there anything that has gone unused yet or any? indications of what this could be to do with or did the dresses have like serial numbers or something no nothing tags? like that what have we not used i think we've used everything at the counter we've used everything the podium could be reused i suppose but it doesn't seem necessary and so there's no tagging system on the dresses of any kind no they, they thought it would ruin the look 
I'd like to buy a wedding. Tags! Ugh, I'll leave. It's like a restaurant including the prices on the menu. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, what are we supposed to do with these hours? The Just to be clear, the four-digit lock is just like a... The, it's not like a digital thing. It's it's the same lock no, no matter yeah. what four code you put in. Okay. I've never done a room that required me to reuse a lock in a different way. No, that's wild. That'd be mean. I'm interested. <laughs> I think I've had that, but only with keypads, not a, not mm. a physical lock. So just like a keypad that opens several different thingies. It's like a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> It makes sense when I put it that way. Of course. We've used the calendar. We've used the message on the mirror. We've used the podium. We've used the dresses on the rack. We've used this new hanger. Do we need to, like, insert the glass shard where it belongs? (laughs) You try your best to sort of put it in place, and you can get it approximately to sit there, but it doesn't do any tech magic. Is there anything else we're missing about the door? And I don't suppose we see anything if we look through the hole in the door. Ooh. Nothing special, exactly. That would just, like, you you can either look out into the bright, sunny street, or you can go outside and look in, and then you're just looking straight across at the other side of the room. What was Hannah wearing in the picture? Hmm. I did not specify. Well, what's a good outfit? Biker gear. This should give you a good indication that I don't know. Leather jacket. Padded (laughs) knee pads. (laughs) Irrelevant. Understood. A a steampunk top hat with goggles on it. (laughs) Well, it seems like the podium could definitely be used again. The calendar, maybe? The calendar. We we just learned that it wasn't AJ, but it feels like there could be more to do there. Or is is there more detail to the mirror, the fact that it's written... Partially in lipstick and partially in Sharpie. Got the four lines and we've also got the four. Oh, is it an indexing situation here, maybe? With the hours? Yeah. Like, Do we need to count? Well, there are a couple of ways to do it. We could count the number of hours open each day. So it could mm. be like eight. What would, it, what would it be? Eight, ten, four, seven? Eight, ten, six. Is it 10? What's, what's right. Tuesday's opening hours? Oh, you're right, you're right. Tuesday yeah, was 11 to 9. Yeah, that oh, yeah, that's 10. That's 10. <laughs> oh, you just wrote that, you just did that wrong in the play point, test. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be M-E. What are you counting when you Two. say M-E? Oh, I'm counting, I'm indexing the letters on each line, and I'm counting how the number of hours the shop is open that day. Wait, but isn't the first one six? It was ten to six, right? So eight hours total? Oh, it's ten to six. I counted. Yeah. It's like, what I get is M-E-T-E. I don't know what I would do with that, though. Um, but the other way to do it could be... Yeah, it is technically ten. a word, I guess, but... <laughs> the other way could be, like, just looking... Just uh, ten, six, eleven, nine. Doing it that way? Let's try that one. So for people, as you're listening along, so this is connecting the four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to the four dot points, the stop promoting unfair beauty standards, nobody, nobody comes, comes in on a holiday willingly, willingly et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and at the moment, trying to count the letters to see if they match these numbers on the door. Not getting any vowels in the first yeah. few. It could also be um, number one of the numbers. It could be like a book cipher where one of them is the the word and then the next one is the letters into the word mm. but no that doesn't add up either never mind ignore me yeah there's not enough words in some of those Mm-hmm. it could also be the dashes could be assigned to subtract because the first number is always larger than the second so it could be 10 minus 6 11 minus 9 8 minus 2 and 11 Ooh. minus 6 so that would be 4 2 6 5 sure. so that would be P O. I nope. They're pretty small numbers. All of these numbers compared to like how many letters there are in each line. Mm-hmm. Which look, it could have just me being generous and not making you count <laughs> thirty letters, but. Uh. So, what are some of the things we could do with that? It's not the number of hours. 
we could add the hours together, like 10 plus 6, 11 plus 9. Although it is true that the, the minus sign was better uh, as an idea than the, the, the addition. Than, than mm. making pluses. <laughs> I was also thinking it could be like a line and then line and word, I guess. No, line and letter, but then mm. we'd be using the red text, so... <laughs> we haven't miscounted, have we? No. No. The things no, no, you have said have been great. Good. Okay. It's not even like one fully different thing to do. It's one half different thing mm. to do. You've already said what to do, but you discarded the idea. Oh no! Uh, I, we've talked about adding, so we could try adding. One. Okay, I just tried it adding, and it didn't work either. So we had M E T E for one of those passes, and then we had P O T I for another one of those passes. Okay, so we did have the four two six five. That was P O T I. Yeah. Oh, is it the word? One, two, three. Beauty comes, comes from within. <laughs> hey, hey, that at least is real. <laughs> that has meaning. <laughs> How does it help you find a dress? Beauty comes from within. <laughs> within, <laughs> within. Can we say it at the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> It usually is telling you not to worry about your external appearances and to focus on your character. On what's inside. Yeah, on what's inside. Right. Is there anything that we haven't opened that has an inside? Uh, the mannequins? Is it inside the mannequins and their hearts? You knock on one of the mannequins. <laughs> it sounds like it's hollow. There is something going on inside the heart of the mannequins. You take a look. This shouldn't be too hard, but hold on. How do you open a mannequin? You look at the neck, the head. It's got one of those like lines that looks like it's separated, but doesn't seem like it twists or comes off. And the bendy bits at the arms don't seem to pull. Okay, is this time to just step on a mannequin? What do we do here? Um, hang on. On the one you're looking at, you finally spot it. In the indent of its belly button, they're very detailed, these mannequins. No genitals, but yes, belly buttons. There is a teeny tiny hole about the size of a phone reset button hole. Do we have something to push it? Do you? There's got to be some pins in that accessories cabinet or something. Yeah. Yeah, you take a look around. There is something that you know is in here that might help that you have uh, seen already. I mean... Oh, coat hanger. You can use a coat hanger, that'll do. I was going for an earring, but... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you grab one of the coat hangers, and it's a bit of a push, but you know what? It fits into that hole. You wiggle it around a bit, and then you feel a mechanism spring internally. And you step back, and you see the mannequin's waist has popped up at a joint that you couldn't even see. And you can lift the entire top half of it up. There is a big cavity in this mannequin chest and there's a wedding dress inside. You did it. You pull it out. Okay, look, you basically did it. Turns out this isn't Christina's dress. So you try the next mannequin over and the next one. Apparently Hannah decided as part of her quitting rage, she would hide all her clients' dresses just to spite Adrienne. But the fourth mannequin you try, the fourth one, uh, the one, which, which one? What's the fourth one I you try? I believe that's touching one of the shoulders. shoulders. If, if you started at the left, sure. Oh, uh, then it's touching ears. Uh, yeah, it was touching ears. If you tied ears. in a random order, it could be touching uh, groin. We all know you went with that one first, though, right? <laughs> Straight to groin. <laughs> the fourth one that you try has a wedding dress that matches all those specifications that you learned from the coat hanger. And, oh, it's perfect. It'll need an iron or... Whatever de-wrinkling process you do to a fancy wedding dress, but it is otherwise perfect. You did it. You don't hang around to give a statement to the police when they arrive. Uh, Hannah Landry didn't exactly go to any effort to hide her vandalism, so you figure the case against her will go smoothly enough without you. You hope that it was smoothly enough that they don't fingerprint the whole place. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh. So you go home, you have a great rest of the day, and when Christina gets home from work in the evening, well, she does not expect the story you have to tell her, that's for sure. She's thrilled that you managed to find her dress, obviously. 
But you're more surprised by the way her eyes shine every time you describe these clues that you spotted and these ways that you worked out combinations to things. You didn't know that she was such a puzzle and mystery person, but I mean, this doesn't exactly come up very often in your lives. And the rest of your week is also uneventful and as relaxing as far as final weeks before a wedding can be. Finally, the big day is here. Christina got up well before you to go get ready at her best friend's house. So you get up, you're anticipating a quiet breakfast for yourself and then your own friends are going to come over. Uh, but when you stand up, your eyes fall immediately upon the hangar where your own wedding outfit hung overnight. Because your clothes are gone. And in their place is a post-it, which says, You had such a good time cracking the case of the missing dress. I just couldn't resist giving you a round two. But warning, my puzzles are really hard. Happy hunting. <laughs> Hope you make it to the ceremony with your clothes on. Christina! <laughs> and that's the end of the room. Yay. Thank you for listening to Escape This Podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we debrief with our guest and discuss the escape room that we just escaped from. <laughs>